Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmates' flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I am your host, Mike, two-time COVID survivor, two-time COVID champion of the world, Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD, by God How are you doing, JD? I'm also a two-time COVID finalist. I think we should keep the break, the breaking news accidental intro in there, because <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. Oh, that's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell Garrett, we're leaving it in, because uh, part of the theme of the show is we don't know what the hell we're doing. And oh, so we, yes. Yeah, when we screw up, we're just going to leave it in. That's fine. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Yeah. So how, how's your week been, man? What's going on in the world of JD? But I got to leave it. You got something big brewing. I've been following along on social media. What's going on with that? I launched a Kickstarter this week, and to start off, it was the worst launch I've ever had on the platform. Oh, no. Um, oh, it's okay. It's, we, we hit our funding goal today. I've just been spoiled in the last four that I hit it, like, hours after launching um i don't think i did a great job putting the actual campaign together like the page and stuff i had a, a like this dude russell nolte use mentor mine he's kind of the kickstarter for for fiction guru he's like okay here's what you did wrong and i'm like damn it yeah i was a little too little too distracted with the old day job i think and then uh i think i just kind of farted out my campaign page and I, i'm kind of paying for it but the numbers are starting to trick up um i love the book man this is my first book ever that uh, this is the first book I ever wrote, and we're doing a re-release for the fifth anniversary of it. And uh, my wife just sent me a text to throw me off. Okay. Um, sorry. So, yeah, the first book I ever wrote, it was supposed to be a comic. And my partner that I was working with on it died. Um, and we got an offer to publish it a week later. So, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty rough. Actually, it put me through a real big depression that I didn't even realize I was in until Andy was born. But um, so this is what kind of led me. I'm like, you know what? I can't finish the story. I didn't feel right to do it as a comic. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to write a novel. And it really kind of changed my life because this is what I do now. So I'm re-releasing it as a hardcover. Never done a hardcover before. Um, I freaking I love this story. It's it's basically <clears throat> basically a bunch of middle school kids trapped in a commercial haunted house, like one of those haunted houses you go to on Halloween, mm-hmm. with a, a band of redneck demonic gin that have taken over. So that's the thing is the kids don't know like who's just acting in the haunted house and who's actually trying to kill them. Oh, and there's murder and mayhem. About. Oh, that sounds awesome. So it's, I love um, the story. Yeah. You and I had already kind of talked about this, but uh, as soon as it's available, I have to buy one for Grandma Gilbert. 
because she wants That's a copy available. of it. She said she said she wants it, so I'm gonna have to buy her one. And so, well, get your ass on Kickstarter. <laughs> get your ass on Kickstarter. Back the campaign. It's live for two more weeks, and she'll have the digital book on Halloween. But I can I can guarantee that fast. But then she'll have it next month. My grandma's eighty years old. She's not reading I will have the her digital the, book. I will have her. I will have the paperback <laughs> next month. Okay. Yeah. That's that's perfect, man. That's perfect. Hey, before we get into all the news and all this stuff, I just want to plug our Patreon. I've been forgetting to do that. So um uh head over to patreon.com slash fight game media. We have a ton of impact stuff that's come out in the last couple of days to to get into on Patreon. We got a bunch of contract news. There is a mass exodus uh from the company. A lot of free agents came uh came available after Bound for Glory and a lot of them have already been picked up in other places. So we're we're going to talk about that um on on the Patreon. We're going to uh there's tons of stuff to talk about on the Patreon, but we're going to get it kicked off today. As you guys have already noticed, I was in some breaking news mode. Well, something just happened right before we went on the air. So I'm hitting the button twice, JD. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. Breaking news. All right. So right before we went on the air, I guess AEW is in Toronto right now and they're doing their taping Rampage. I thought Rampage was live this week, um, but they're taping it right now, even though I thought I thought they were live all the way through full gear in November. But uh, I dude, I don't know. I'm not I don't really keep up. I watch Dynamite and that's it. So. Um, but they're, they're taping rampage right now. And, uh, Mike Bennett, uh, Maria Canellis and Matt Taven, uh, formerly of honor, no more OGK, the current impact tag team champions showed up on rampage. And I guess uh, they're going to do a little deal with the FTR. You know what this is? It's actually the four uh, horsemen. For some reason in impact, yeah. this meant the kingdom. And I never understood why, because when you put four fingers up, it always meant the four horsemen, but Maria tried to get that over as the kingdom. They're being billed as the kingdom again, not the OGK. Yeah. So they are back to being the kingdom. And yeah, um, it's funny. WWE said they had interest in Taven. And then three days later, they're on Dynamite or Rampage. Hey. Promotional war, man. Uh, good for the talent, right? Because I bet uh, they were already in negotiations. That story gets leaked. The Taven has got interest from WWE. I bet that money offer went up a little bit. Yeah. And I next would've... thing you know, next thing you know, we got the Kingdom in AEW. I would assume so. Which you know, good for them. Um, for getting for getting some money. I wonder. Maria has expressed interest in wanting to book a ring of honor women's division. If I'm 20, I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't even have a ring of honor TV <laughs> show right now. You can book the women's yeah. division here do yeah. a match. Like, so you know yeah. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, yeah, you can book Mercedes Martinez because that's yeah. the ring of honor woman. <laughs> right. She's the woman of honor currently. <laughs> yeah. Um, It does seem like Tony Khan is really gearing up to make ring of honor a thing maybe we can talk about whether mm. that's viable or not later but um they're in and you know the other the, the previous impact tag team champions showed up somewhere else earlier this week yeah so, which uh which we'll get into on patreon that that was going to be the lead story but then this the kingdom stuff just happened and i was like yeah it's more topical um it's it's fresher in everybody's mind so let's so go ahead and lead the show off with that are people going to be angry that aew debuted them before they drop the titles because to be fair wwe brought in the good brothers without carl dropping that old never belt so i mean yeah it's like well, it's like 1984 all over again i love it 
Well, I get I get the feeling that Tony Khan is going to allow uh, the OGK to come back to Impact to drop the titles to a Heath and Rhino next week. Huge, <laughs> huge, if that's accurate. Huge. <laughs> yeah, I, something tells me that Heath and Rhino got a good shot. Um, are, are people going to be – I'm sure some people like the super, super high – like if you hate AEW and you hate Tony Khan, chances are this is going to piss you off, right? Um, me, this is a little bit annoying because they could have waited a week. What they're what they're doing on Rampage is not that important. It could have waited a week, but instead they felt like they're going to strike while the iron's hot. Look, I love I I'm a big fan of OGK. I didn't really know much about them in Ring of Honor. I had seen some of their stuff on New Japan, and I seen some of the Ring of Honor stuff, but I know them mostly from Impact right now from this current run. That's like mostly my frame of reference, and I think they're great. I think they're awesome, um, and but they're they're not going to affect. Ticket sales are not going to affect ratings. They're not going to affect merchandise. Not going to affect anything like that. I think if Tony Khan was a better partner to Impact, he w- he could have waited a week. I just don't think he gives a fuck. I-, I I think that he just doesn't really value Impact all that much or value that relationship. I don't. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, yeah, I mean it. It doesn't bother me all that much because the spoilers are out there, right? Like yeah. everyone everyone knows. Like it's been the talk that they're out. Right, Maria's yeah. on her social media saying "Pie Impact," which, by the way, that's a, <laughs> that's a thing everyone's doing now. It seems um, yeah. it's a promotional war, man. I mean, like mm-hmm. as nice of a partner as Impact ha- is, you're. I mean, we're back to hoarding mode. Yeah, yeah, and I I have lots of thoughts on that, and I'm gonna get into those thoughts. Uh, oh, go to Patreon.com/slash Fight Game Media uh, for our Spoiler. premium content. Spoiler: Our Patreon is gonna rule this week. I'm very excited <laughs> to record it. We we have more stuff to talk about on Patreon than we actually do the free feed this time. Like, cause la- last week there wasn't there wasn't much news last week. This week there's tons of news, and JD and I have tons of takes on all the news. So we we're, we're gonna yeah we're gonna get into that and plus you know uh, Dynamite show kicked ass last night uh, Paul and uh, Jeff so I go ahead and listen to the Dynamite show they, I thought they had an excellent show I listened to that today at work I haven't had a chance to tell them that so uh, if they're listening great job boys but that's also on Patreon so everybody head over there um, so the theme of today's brace for impact the name of the episode is TNA lives. Um, because I felt like since Bound for Glory, there's been a kind of a TNA theme to the promotion, um, and specifically with Bully Ray returning to the promotion, cutting the legs off of Steve Macklin while, while he's uh, getting ready to break through the glass ceiling, um, fucking him over one more time, um, and maybe even sending him out of the promotion one day. Who knows? But uh, So Bully Ray's in the promotion. He wins the Call Your Shot gauntlet, and he was the star of the show tonight. Uh, I've already given my thoughts. I've been pretty vocal about this. JD, why don't you go ahead and have the floor? When will the fucking Attitude Era die? When? When are we going to put a bullet in this damn thing? Like, can you imagine? 19, okay, this week, was it last week? It was last week. The DX was on Raw, right? Can you, that was, was a couple nights ago. Was it this week? God, this week's been so long. Um, could you imagine them doing that? 1987. Can you imagine them doing that for Baron Mikel Cicluna in 19 from who was popular in 1972? Right? Like that's the same amount of time. And here we are. Like the fact of the matter that we still have these 50-year-old dorks that worship the ground of anything that happened in the late 90s. And anyone who was remotely over in the late 90s still has to be a thing in pro wrestling frustrates me. But but we managed to make it worse by taking a disc jockey 
who managed to help kill the Ring of Honor, a company that I like, liked. And now we're here again. Like it's 2013. And like I rolled my eyes last week because I did. I got to. By the way, great job on the so on the uh, Bound for Glory oh, show. Wish I could have been thank there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, it was a very excellent show. Thanks to all our good buddies for throwing a hand in too. I kind of live with it just for the night, right? I kind of mm-hmm. live with it for the night. But then they made the whole damn show about Bully Ray tonight. Whole damn show is about a guy who's like fifty plus, so a damn senior senior citizen, and that's now the focus of the promotion. Is bringing in old guys who aren't going to do anything. Well, you know, they can get over on Busted Open. Who gives a fuck about Busted Open? Who cares? Like, that doesn't grow you. What is that? Okay, if we come in tomorrow, tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, I should say, when old Jed Goodman releases those ratings, if they're significantly up, I'll eat crow. I will. I'll say, okay, I'm wrong. This is what the promotion has to be. It's, it's It's the PGA Senior Tour. But I think this is a terrible move for Impact. Absolutely terrible. Last night in AEW, Swerve Strickland wrestled Billy Gunn. Swerve Strickland won. Right? Billy Gunn is there to, you know, he's a manager and he's putting dudes over like he should. Bully Ray, Bully Ray, because we like to shit on AEW and that's what the Impact fans like to do. We like to say how that's all wrong. Yet, here's the scenario. It's the exact same thing. Two tag team guys from the Attitude Era come into your promotion one of them is a manager who has a match with a heel you're trying to build and loses. The other one comes in and takes the legs out of a guy who's starting to get over so that maybe we can feed him to Josh, maybe. And we still don't have a long-term direction for who the top heel is. Like, I'm so frustrated with this company right now. Like, over the last week, like, I was actually dreading doing the show a little bit tonight. I really was because I'm in such a dour place with this because it's not 2013 anymore man like bully ray reinvented himself a decade ago really well now he's a fucking disc jockey that's all i got okay i was i was letting you have the floor well your son said i talked Andy said I talk too much, so I'm just trying to Didn't give you that. more time. Did say that Andy found. <laughs> I told Mike this. Andy was on YouTube. He goes, Dad, I found you on YouTube. I I clicked play. I said, What you think? He's like, Mike talks a lot. I wanted to hear yeah. you. And don't again. That's a very biased source. So yes, you know. Yeah. But it made. But well, I texted you right away and told you that. I thought it was funny. Well, the Bill Murray quote that I, one of the Bill Murray quotes I love is that uh, you only get the truth from kids and drunk people. So he, he spoke the truth. <laughs> so, <laughs> His truth. His, His truth. truth. He, wanted, His he truth. wants to hear dad talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, and how, he come, sh- how come Mike? Mike does all the talking. I said, well, it's his show. I'm just the sidekick. <laughs> like I'm Kramer. Like and he had that joke went over his head. But right. he's like. You should do it. I'm like, well, then we'd be in trouble if dad was in charge, buddy. Like, we need Mike in charge. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I got a kick out of that. That was a cute story. It was yeah, funny. So I, you know, I said my piece on, um, well, you know. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. 
What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I got a shout out to a DJ Convoy on Twitter who said that I didn't really go hard. At, he said I didn't go hard enough on Bully Ray and the post show. And and he's he's probably right. It's because I was on a high from Bound for Glory because I loved Bound for Glory. I thought show. that show was awesome. I, the main event was one of the best matches in Impact history, I thought. I thought Masha Slamovich and uh, Jordan Grace was one of the best women's matches in Impact history. I, I loved. Uh, didn't really agree with the outcome, but Frankie and Speedball was fantastic too. Um, and we'll get more into the Frankie stuff later in the show. But so I and I thought that every match was good, including the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. I only did not like Bully Ray winning. That was the only thing I didn't like about the show was Bully Ray winning the Call Your Shot and and beating Steve Macklin, which obviously I'm a little bit biased for Steve Macklin. He had been on the show before, got the military connection. I admire the guy. I think he's a great talent, and I think he's the somebody that Impact should be getting behind. I thought he should have won, and he should be the next challenger for Josh. Uh, and I still and I will always sense. think that nobody's gonna. Yeah, nobody's going to change my mind. He should have beat Bully Ray, and then Bully Ray could have got a shot at the title afterwards. Get, look, Bobby Fish got eliminated from that match. Bobby Fish got a title shot tonight, right? It, Bully Ray could have lost and still got a title shot because he's a TNA legend. He's a former champion. He's a two-time Hall of Famer. The guy's got credentials, and I do have to apologize to Bully for one thing. I'm only going to apologize to him. Hold on. I'm going to apologize to him for one thing. On Twitter, I called him a washed-up, overweight reject. He is not overweight. He's actually yeah, he's like he's in pretty good damn shape. good shape. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. give him, I'll I'm give just, him that. I'm judging, I'm judging the fat bully that I'd seen when I was a kid. No, this version of Bully Ray looks like he is in uh, pretty good shape. Um, look, and and people are going to maybe try to compare him to Jericho. There's a big fucking difference. Jericho's Get out of here. Get Jericho's out of here. He's one of the that. biggest stars of the modern era, and he is in the best shape of his life. He's having the best run of his career. Now, if Bully Ray goes on a Chris Jericho run, and I thought Bully Ray's promos, like he's always been a really good promo. I thought his promos were his fine tonight. Yeah, I agree. If, if he goes on a Chris Jericho run in his 50s and the ratings go up just a little bit, if they go up a little bit, we get some better ticket sales, we sell some merch, I'll be like, hey, you know what, Impact, you, you got me on this one. I just don't see it happening because, uh, honestly, they've had a lot bigger stars coming to this promotion, uh, bigger than Bully Ray, or not really more famous than Bully Ray, but more currently relevant than Bully Ray have come into this promotion as of late, and yeah. they were not needle movers, right? So I just don't see Bully Ray being a needle mover at this stage of his life. No, I, I agree with that. And like, get out the, the Chris Jericho comparisons are ridiculous. Bully Ray hasn't been an active performer in a number of years. Bully Ray, yeah. when he signed with Ring of Honor, I gave that not as hard of a stink eye as I'm giving this one. But because of his experiences in Ring of Honor, I'm I'm way biased. Like Bully Ray coming in Ring of Honor really is what got that downfall really going. And then mm-hmm. when they the mass exodus of Ring of Honor, you know, we're here where we are like. Yeah, I remember he came in. He goes, "I'm going to bring the storytelling aspect to Ring of Honor." Ring of Honor sucked the entire time Bully Ray was in the company. <laughs> yeah, like it was significant. Ring of Honor television has always been a problem, right? It was never a very good TV show. You went to Ring of Honor for the matches. Bully Ray showing up did not all of a sudden make Delirious's booking any better. 
and nor was he involved in anything. In fact, he was involved in one of the most maligned moments in Ring of Honor history. The Enzo Big Cass, because he wasn't Morrissey yet. I'm not going to give him that res- that respect. He was Big Cass at the time. That <laughs> well, and he thing. was in a dark place in his life during that thing, too. He so. was. Different guy. He, yeah. Different guy. I'll give him that credit. To the point where even Tamatanga went backstage and went, the fuck is this crap? Mm-hmm. Like, they pooched the Madison Square Garden thing with that. So... Don't bring me this bully Ray is going to do something for us because I don't think he is. He had a great run. He had a great run a decade ago here. 100%. In my opinion, best heel in uh, Impact TNA history. Well, Jarrett Jarrett might have an argument there. Jarrett might have an argument, but and he was the top star of the Hogan Bischoff era. They they really he, rallied around him there. He was the top star of the era of this company that ran it into the fucking ground. <laughs> so true. yes, very, he very can true. he can hold on to that and say he was the top star when Dixie and Hogan and Bischoff flushed everything down the toilet. So we can hold a, we can hold that proudly. Like when WWE brought him back seven years ago to finish out, Dolly boys put over everybody. Mm -hmm. Like put every, they put over everybody. They went into the hall of fame. Devon went working backstage and then bully Ray. Boom. He was out the door uh, back in ring of honor. And say this about Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has put over a lot of people in AEW while maintaining oh, he, his position as one of the top guys. Uh, absolutely, and the the and one of the big differences, and w- one of the things that I admire most about Chris Jericho is he continues to reinvent himself. He's Bully Ray came out wearing the same exact fucking T-shirt that he wore last time he was in TNA. Same T-shirt. Same affliction, like, you know, uh, American fighter would tap out circa 2008 T-shirt that said 5150 on it. So he's still homicides gimmick and he's coming out to Sabo's theme song. And I'm supposed to give a fuck. Um, sorry, dude. Update your presentation. Show me that you care. Show me that you're going to be different. He Nothing about him was different when he came no. out. No. And no, it is, Mike. He's He's a good guy now. He wants us to trust him. <laughs> so the whole, and again, there's storytelling, whatever. But I mean, like, I, the show has to be about Bully Ray and Tommy fucking Dreamer now? What the yeah. hell? What? This is not good. This is not how you, I don't even care about growing a company. This isn't how you keep interest in a company. Like, mm-hmm. this is the exact opposite of what they should be doing. This is the yeah. opposite. This is every. This is everything that killed this company ten years ago. We're on access. We can't find net good networks because of stuff like this. We're still suffering. We're still suffering from those mistakes that were made a decade plus ago, right? And then yeah. they're going to lean back into it for busted open. We're, I don't still, get it. I don't get it. We're still paying for mistakes of the Hogan Bischoff era, where RVD shows up, washed up as hell. Uh, doesn't care about TNA, beats AJ Styles for the world title. That's pretty similar to kind of what happened. Like you got Macklin on the way up, looking to make a difference in the promotion, looking to to come to the ceiling, and then they bring in Bully Ray, washed up out of the out of the radio booth. Uh, I know he did some stuff for NWA, but he didn't really do much there. But Who he's cares? basically coming basically coming out of the disc jockey chair. But hey, I think we we've spoken enough about Bully Ray. Uh, well, we have it really because well, we got to review the show. <laughs> we got to now review the show. Um, let's go ahead and get to uh, some uh, BTI. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns defeated Raj Singh and uh, Shira, and that was talking BTI, folks. Thank you. 
Thank you for talking BTI with us. Why couldn't they win? Why couldn't they win the tag titles of Bound for Glory? Like that would have made sense. That's just stupid. And now we're gonna. Oh God. Well, so uh, I I think what they were trying to do was, and I I speak Impact a little bit. I do speak some of their language. Um, They were. I think this was always the plan. They were expecting Reiner to come back, and this was the way to end the Heath storyline with Honor No More was with Heath getting the tag team titles from them. And then them not extending their contract, I think kind of sped that up a little bit. So, um, but they weren't about to put uh, Heath and Rhino versus OGK on bound for glory. They wanted a big match. So I think that's what they were trying to do. They could have pivoted, right? It's fake. You can do whatever you want, put the titles on the machine guns. And then um, Heath and Rhino could beat them in a loser leaves town match. That's what they should have done. But I, what am I? I'm fucking no booking genius, I guess. So. I don't like Clayton being a booking genius either, but I have zero interest in Heath and Rhino as tag team champions. I just don't. Like, I know Heath's over doing his Heath thing, but I don't know, man. Like, is, does it like guys that get pushed out, guys who were in WWE? Like, it just, it's, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated right now. <laughs> it backed up into the highlight video bound for glory, especially including Bully Ray. Uh, then uh, Grace retaining her title and Alexander defeating Eddie Edwards. Um, Josh Alexander oh, made match. his way to the ring. Great match. Great match. Great. Josh Alexander made his way to the ring. Um, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase some of the – not even paraphrase. I'm just going to say Bully Ray came out. And they're, they're, the story that they're trying to tell is Bully Ray is eventually going to turn heel. Like we all see it coming. That's exactly what's going to happen. Bully Ray came out to explain to Josh Alexander why he wasn't going to turn heel, that he's trying to do everything right um, this time, not the way he used to do it when he was a scumbag. And then they should have ended it at that point, right? Oh, no. Five five minutes. Five minutes would have been fine. They could have went to the commercial, and then they could have had successive segments in different areas or on different episodes but instead, they then bring out Steve Macklin, who looked like a total idiot because Bully Ray beat Macklin fair and square. <laughs> Say, well, why were you even in the match? Now Macklin looks like a pussy. And mm-hmm. then and then all of a sudden, Moose comes out and saying, and I thought what Moose was saying was kind of clever, actually, but it just took forever to get there, um, saying that, Bully Ray, you're a scumbag. And I like that because I'm a scumbag, too. And I patterned my scumbagness out off of what you used to do here in TNA. And then Bobby Fish shows up. Um, everybody's out there because they want to shot at the title. Bobby Fish shows up and he's addressing Bully Ray again, saying that, yeah, you were a scumbag, but I think you're not a scumbag. Maybe not. I don't know, but can I have a title shot? That's what happened, but it took fucking 25 minutes. It was like a Raw segment, but like, this felt like, I don't want to shit on Raw now because I'm, I'm not watching enough to shit on Raw now and everybody loves Raw now, so I can't shit on Raw now. But like, like a like a an attitude era raw segment where you just talk and talk and talk and this guy comes out and then this guy comes out and then this guy comes out and this guy comes out and this guy comes out. Like I hated this. This is like I it's just such a I hate this so much. I I can't I can't express I can't express how much I hate this. I really can't. I was I was fine with it, and then it just drug on forever. Oh yeah, like it was fine. It was five stop. minutes. Yeah, if it was yeah. five minutes and we moved on, fine. But like, yeah, if it if it was five minutes and then Bobby Fish comes out and challenges him, that's I'm fine with that segment, right? I'm fine with that segment. Steve Macklin and Moose didn't need to be a part of it because they, other than Moose getting in a clever line, that was really it. Like I didn't like I and maybe they're trying to set up 
you know, another Alexander versus Moose match and they're trying to set up Alexander versus Macklin or they're trying to connect, you know, either one of those guys to Bully Ray, that's fine. They just didn't need to do it all at the same time in a 25-minute segment. They should have kept it to five or six minutes. No, I'm of the mind most segments should be kept to five or six minutes, right? Like, especially talking segments. Like, very rarely does a 20-minute talking segment be good, right? Even the most raw things. Most time... When you have uh, the Triple H uh, breaking up uh, his sentences, of, and that's what it would be. And Seth Rollins does a good job of that too. Like I just, I can't. It just, it's so useless. It's so like, it's not why people are watching Impact, man. No, you know, nope. So, and I'm going to skip. Although um, our friend uh, Josiah. Um, he, he, uh, he, he wanted to bury the, the work shoot stuff. He actually sent us a, a DM on Facebook. He said, this is a, a quote from uh, Josiah. He said, I don't know how to feel about all this work to shoot stuff. I think the idea of bully Ray not being trusted can be compelling without all the work shoot stuff about backstage politics. His on-screen character is untrustworthy enough without all the rooserific stuff. And I agree with that. So what he's referencing is, is that Steve Macklin was saying, well, kind of calling him a backstage politician saying he politicked to get his way into the, into the, the call your shot gauntlet. And now he's doing his backstage politics and yada, 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 um, manipulating people. And I just felt like that was completely out of place. It just didn't like his on, like what Josiah was saying, his on-screen character is already an asshole. You don't need to try to bring real life into it. You're not really doing anybody any favors. And AEW is already abusing the work shoot stuff as it is already. You don't want to do that. People are over it. Yeah, no, has anyone ever gotten over with work shoot except punk like a decade ago? Like we talk about Brian Pillman, but did that really make Brian Pillman a star? Like, no, it made guys no, like I mean, us talk about him and it got him a big contract with WWE F. But I mean, like, it wasn't like he was huge when he got there. Like, I don't think it was like Josiah Pithany on that. It's rooserific. Like, and did yeah. you listen to, did you listen to my world this week? This was actually one of my favorite episodes of, of my world. I thought I Jeff listened Conrad, to him. Yeah, I listened to most of it. I have not finished it, though. Yeah, I thought Jeff and Conrad were really on really on it this week. Jeff was br- – you know, Jeff can be brutally honest sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just talking about how Vince Russo wanted to write the ship, wanted to be in charge of everything, but then, like, didn't want to take credit for – didn't want anything to do with pay-per-view, right? Like, yeah. he did not want his shows to be building the pay-per-views and the stuff that made sense. Like, it's just – and this felt very much like that. Like, where are we going? What is the end game? Josh beats bullying. Like, okay, that's fine. That's what they should do. But do we have to stretch this out to a pay-per-view or to a, a PLE or something like that? And then, and then where, like who, who, who is the next guy? Yeah. Uh, and, and if they're trying to use bully to build Macklin, you know, I, which and I Macklin's got to win. He's got to win. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe that's why they give bully the first win. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Um, something that both of us liked, I'm sure I haven't even asked you about this. Killer Kelly defeated Tasha Steeles and, uh, decent little piece of business there. Um, it was in a street fight or something like that. And then, uh, at one point Killer Kelly got a steel chain and choked her out with it. And that was the end. I like Killer Kelly character. I think she knows what she is. I like that. Um, I like that she's like I said. We compared it to some Black Widow stuff, 
which you know, I think she does a better job being Black Widow than Natasha. Uh, what's, her, what's her name? What's her name? Scarlett what's her name Johansson. Thank you, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Ever was it being Black Widow? Uh she's good. She's very good. She knows what she is, right? That's very important. Yeah. Know know your character, right? She knows her character, and uh, yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, Johnny Swinger invited Dirty Dango to his dungeon. Uh, Eric Young's minions, uh, the chubby dudes in yellow hoodies, screamed, and then Sam McCallahan beat them up. <laughs> what are we doing? What it, are we doing? Like this judge is? Are they going to wherever they're taping? And goes, give me the fattest guys we can find. Who are the most <laughs> unathletic people we can get our hands on to put them in a yellow hoodie to make them look even worse? It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> dumb. This is this just, is. Uh, Eric Young can get anything over. I've said that. I'm starting to question it because I don't yeah. think this is working. Yeah. Are are they letting him pick the people? And where? I mean, is he getting them from the Waffle House parking he ain't, lot? He ain't picking them. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, will you work for free? Yep. Okay, come on over. Well, I don't even think uh, these I, are like. I don't even think these are local indie guys. I think these I are just dudes. Are. I think it's just dudes. Like they, they might be like stagehands or something like that. I, I don't know. It's it's terrible. I laughed a couple times. I don't. You know, I was ready to shit on Dirty Dango being here, but it's kind of working. So I'm gonna reserve my know. hatred. I'm gonna reserve my I hatred shit on for it. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like I shit on it. I wanted to shit on it for Bound for Glory, but I mean here. I actually, I don't know. I think he actually kind of worked with with, with Zicky and, and Swinger. I think it actually, I'm like, you know what? This kind of works. So I was okay with it. And that's all we I do. liked. I liked his team with Tyler Breeze and NXT, the Fashion Police, or whatever they, they called him, Breezango. Yeah. Um, my opinion is when you're one of those characters there and you can't keep your name, once you leave WWE, you need to do something different. And this is just a guy who's got no imagination, no creativity, and he's the artist formerly known as whatever his WWE name Fandango. was. Fandango. Fandango. Dirty. He's Dirty Dango now. So, um, yeah, I just see this guy going nowhere fast. He's just going to be in some backstage segments. So You know, Vince isn't always wrong. No, you know what? But I thought, you know, what he did in, in WWE worked for, you know, he was a lower card guy, comedy guy. That's fine. Okay, the Brazango tag team was Mike, fun, but Mike, Mike, I'm going to refresh your memory about something. Oh, I know. That man bring beat up. Chris Jericho at <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave that. At, I'm going to leave that at that. Um, I think he's a fine pickup to lose two guys that are on the come up. Like Macklin should break his freaking neck. Yeah. That's that'd be awesome. Yes, it would. Uh, Josh Alexander and Scott Demore talked about bully Ray's actions. And uh, basically Scott Demore just said, look, you know, I signed this guy. I brought him in here, but watch your back. Keep your head on a swivel. He's coming for that title and you're not going to expect it. This guy's a real piece of shit. That's why I signed him. (laughs) Yeah. I signed him. I signed him. I can't, can't trust this guy. He's a fuck face. Be careful. <laughs> give yeah, give him a good six-figure deal, though. So we're give him a six-figure deal because he's all busted open. It's, just, it's like he's untrustworthy. He's a scumbag. That's why I signed him. Like, just kind of. Look, does Scott know what he's saying half the time? Like, just, <laughs> no. uh, next, we go to a uh, a six-way uh, X Division match. A TNA riffic went in a good way, as uh, Lucha Doncic put it. Very. Um, a very fun, fast pace. 
a six-way X Division match with uh, Trey Miguel defeating Alex Zane, Laredo Kid, Kenny King, Black Tarus, and Yuya Yui Mora, which is cool to see him back here. I didn't know that he'd be coming back. Um, yeah, Trey Miguel hit a pace runner on Zane for a three count um, and uh, got the victory. But uh, yeah, uh, Josiah pretty upset that Taurus didn't win, but I think they're setting something up for Taurus. He's, as long as he's not getting pinned, I'm okay. Taurus has been winning a lot lately, so I'm yeah. okay with this. You got to show Trey. Trey's got to do some stuff too. Um, yeah. This is an impact from like 2009, right? This yeah. was a this was like a, a throwback impact tonight, which I'm fine by this stuff. This is what it was. Stupid. I hate this. I hate this. Ooh, this match is really good. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like, why the fuck is, is Bully Ray and Team 3D in every segment? Oh, this is yeah. a good match. God oh, damn hey. it, Bully Ray's back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's ex- you just summed up my TNA fandom right there. Like that's it. Like got every, every time someone is not wrestling, I want to throw something on my TV and then they get out there. I'm like, God damn, this wrestling is so good. Like, <laughs> I, I can't impact. stay mad. Yeah. The, the whole thing, my whole thing with TNA is like, oh, I can't stay mad at you guys. AJ Styles and Kurt Angle just tore the house down again. You know, it's like one of those things. See, I couldn't. Uh, I've heard. I, I was. Yeah, that pushed my buttons too much sometimes. But yeah, that's yeah. how I. This was. Um, that's a great match, man. It was. This was very old mm-hmm. school TNA, and man, I really enjoyed it. I really like this match. Yeah, uh, Frankie Kazarian and Mike Bailey. Uh, Mike Bailey confronted him in the uh, in the parking lot, shook his hand. Confront? And said, man, is that is that oh. the word you would use? This <laughs> kissed his ass. No. Would be the term I would use. K- k- it kissed his ass, basically. Yeah, and then Trey Miguel came in, kissed both their asses, and then Frankie Kazarian was like, "All right, guys, well, you'll find out what happens because I think both of them wanted an X Division title shot." So, uh, and then he just walked off. Yeah, it was. This was a very pointless segment. And the less speedball <laughs> talks, the better, unless you do something with them different. Like just having uh, him suck Frankie was just like, all right, what do we what do we do? And they make and then knowing where we're going, it makes both of them look really freaking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, right? wow, we thought this guy was awesome, and we thought we were gonna get a title shot. Right. Nope. That's basically what it was. They both just kissed his ass to get a title shot, and then Frankie's like, Yeah, I'm not wasting my time with you guys. <laughs> You know, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, vexed, Deanna Prazo and Chelsea Green. More on them on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Uh, and Giselle Shaw defeated Death Dolls, Taya, Valkyrie, Jessica, and Rosemary. Um, I, I kind of dug this match, but I'm a fan of the Death Dolls. I'm a fan of Vexed, so I, I, I like the match. Um, looks like the, we're going to get a uh, return match for the tag title soon. I really like the, the Death Dolls walkout video. Really oh, like yeah. It's good. It's a good little yeah. piece of business. This was good. I like it. Yeah, I like I like both acts here. Uh, backstage, Tommy Dreamer was uh, with Bully Ray. Dreamer asked Ray to not make a fool of him for trusting him. Uh, Ray said that Dreamer got him his first shot in New York, and then he would never make a fool of him, and he won't now. And then Dreamer suggested they team up, and Ray agreed, and he said, all right, return of the fat and the furious actually made me laugh okay guys i laughed at that too i laughed at that too (laughs) full disclosure fat and the furious and then i was like damn it i was so mad because i had been calling bully ray fat this whole time and he's actually looks like he's pretty fucking good so (laughs) well he was fair enough he was staying next to dreamers so you know that is true yeah (laughs) um uh we have to talk about we have to talk about shit that happened in ecw in 1996 if right. we're not going to age these guys anymore, let's go ahead and talk about shit that happened whenever I was 12. 26 years ago. Like, yeah. God, let it die. I like the Attitude Era stuff, too. It hasn't aged very well. But, like, it was a fun time for wrestling. Please let us move past it. 
I'm yeah. begging you guys. I'm begging. Look, the wrestling community, just put the Attitude Era to bed, please. Uh, can we? Uh, so, look, Bully Ray returned. He did what every fucking idiot does that comes in. Like, in, in any new promotion, they always have to list their accomplishments when they come in, right? The resume. Whenever they're starting a new pro, they have to list their resume as if we don't already know, or as if the announcers can't do that for them. The talent has to list the resume. Bully Ray did that. Uh, okay, we got it out of the way. That's, that's for the casuals, talk- Mike, or just yeah. watching who might not know. I, I know. <laughs> I can't even finish that sentence. <laughs> casuals uh, watching Impact. <laughs> And then they had to, you know, reestablish that Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer are best friends. Okay, I get it, because eventually Bully Ray is going to turn on them. But let us never speak of this shit again. I don't want to hear about ECW. I'm over ECW, and I was one of the biggest ECW fans there was. But I'm sick of it. Me too. I'm over it. If if Paul E can move on, so should the rest of them. I'm goddamn right. Guys. I'm begging you guys, let it go. Matt Cardona defeated Bupinda Gujar, and I'm going to let my review of this match go because there was nothing to it. I was, I'm happy Cardona is back. I'm disappointed they still aren't going to channel into what, before he got hurt, was the hottest heel in the Indies, right? And now, if you take this whole thing, if you took this whole thing and inserted Matt Cardona, like I suggested last week on this show, I think we have a better show. A hundred percent, one thousand percent. Backstage, Mickey James was a Jim Miller. She talked about how she had a lot of uh, women on the roster she wanted to face for challenging Jordan Grace. Next, and Giselle, Giselle Shaw came up to James and said that uh, James should respect them because Green Beater looks like Chelsea Green versus Mickey James will happen soon. But Vex said they were more concerned with getting their tag team gold first. So, well, I'll, we'll see if that Chelsea Green match actually happens. More on I- that later. I'm more impressed. You actually paid attention to the content of this segment. Mickey came well, out. I'm, was, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually just reading what happened from Josiah's report. Oh, thank refresh God. Refresh my memory that because that words were in fact said during that segment. I had so. I had no idea that they were actually speaking at this time. I was yeah. just was transfixed. Well, yeah, they they titillated the audience for sure. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Josh yeah. Alexander. Uh, def- oh, Bullet Club cut a promo about uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay would face Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer next week. Uh, Josh Alexander defeated Bobby Fish to retain the world championship in a really good match, an awesome main event. Um, saved the whole show for me. Um, Bob- well, kind of. Hold on, because then after that, hold on, I'm getting oh, to it. Okay, that's. I was hoping we'd talk about the match first before we. Uh, yeah. We just- yeah. Has so- Bobby has Bobby put on a few since leaving AEW? He looks a little I- chunky. I don't know that he's put on a few, but it seems like he's done less cardio. He's not as he's not as fit as he was when he was in AEW. Oh. I could say that. I don't know that he's gained weight, but I think he's lost some muscle mass for sure. Yeah, he yeah. Looked, looked a little pooty. It's still a good right match. Was actually really good. Like yeah. Bob, Bobby Fish should. Not, there's a reason why he's been in multiple companies and had doesn't cut promos. But um, I thought the match was really good. <laughs> really, yeah, I yeah. really I liked know, the match. I, well, Bobby. I mean, look. Say what you want about Bobby Fish. The motherfucker can go. Guy can yeah. go in the ring. He's he's he really always can. been a, a a really good wrestler. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know that he's going to stick on here. I think I think they brought him in just because he's from Albany and they wanted to sell the show. Um, but it turns out nobody in Albany likes that motherfucker either. So <laughs> nobody likes Bobby Fish. That's like nobody's a Bobby Fish fan. I like his work, yeah. but I mean, like, yeah. I, I've never thought, oh, Bobby Fish is wrestling. I'll go. I'll go to watch Bobby Fish. No, no one says that. No. And plus, he has a bot. He has a fight to train for. That's true. He is going yep. to box. 
He is going to box on, um, gosh, what undercard? Was it the Anderson Silva? No, no, it's Floyd Mayweather exhibition yeah. undercard, which that's actually going to be a big event, and Bobby Fish is on it. That's pretty crazy. So he's going to get he's, paid, right? He's yeah. going to make some money. Well, is that a thriller? Who's promoting that? It's Mayweather Promotions. So, oh, he'll so get he probably paid. will get paid. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll get paid. Yeah, they're not going to screw him. Um, Mayweather's a lot of things, but he's going to make sure that all his people get paid. No, sure. no, yeah. But as yeah. I listened to Jake Paul, it said he hasn't been paid from Triller yet or something like that. It was him, right? A lot of people are suing Triller because they haven't paid. Triller hasn't paid them because Triller was built on a bed of lies. <laughs> and, and they bought out Fight TV. And I think Fight TV and Triller are going to go under it's if like they her- don't uh, sell. It's like Herb Abrams in the UWF all over again. (laughs) Who says pro wrestling is dead? Um, (laughs) But uh, this match was awesome. Uh, Josh Alexander hit the C4 spike for the the pinfall. Um, And then after the match, Frankie Kazarian came down, congratulated Alexander on his win, and then vacated the X Division title and cashed in option C. So at Bound for Glory, not only did he beat up-and-coming star Mike Bailey, cut his legs off from under him, but instead of defending the title, he fucking threw it in the trash and opted to go for a title shot against Josh Alexander. I said my piece, J.D., the floor is once again yours, sir. So isn't this exactly what Sammy Guevara wanted to do? Didn't and we all shit on him for that? Like, that selfish piece of crap. He just wanted to come and take the title and never lose it. That's exactly what they did. That's exactly what this is. And I'm a mm-hmm. huge Frankie fan, right? I don't even think you can blame Tony Khan on this one. Like no. this is this is Scott. And it makes it's, no, it makes no, why couldn't they just bring Frankie in? They didn't have to have him win the title. He could have just came in and challenged. Didn't need to do option C. Like usually after option C, you've like defended the belt a few times. He won it the night before this was taped. Like, yeah. Well, Josh, Josh did option C, but he had cleaned out the division. He cleaned the division. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we like, they like, they actually built that really well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if that, if, if Kenny was in a better place physically, that would have happened then and it would have been awesome and built great. It was still built pretty damn good with Christian Cage. This isn't that. I, this is, I don't even know if you can call this hot shotting. Like, it's, I think it's just bullshit is what it yeah. is. <laughs> like it makes no sense. I mean, I don't get why did, why, okay. I'm not, I've, I've, I've expressed my, you know, issues with speedball before. Not the biggest speedball fan, but the guy has good matches. And he was getting, he was over as the, as the X division champion. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did we do this? Are we now? I assume we're going to have a big. This is impact. We're going to have a big multi-man match. They're probably going to hang that thing. They're probably going to have Ultimate X or something like that. I imagine to declare a new champion. But why? Like, yes. So uh, they they're going to announce it next week. But spoiler, 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 spoiler. Uh, They're going to do a one night tournament in uh, November at the Overdrive pay per view. Yeah, Impact does a a one night tournament for the X Division. That's out of left field. Um, I actually kind of, I actually kind of want to shit on that. Like it's the one time I, I expect to have a big crazy multi man match is this, but yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Scott caught me sleeping on that one. Um, I don't get it. No, I don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. So uh, BQ said it best. He said, uh, you know, there was only three guys, three guys in the promotion that all had momentum heading into Bound for Glory, and it was a speedball. It was Black Taurus. And it was Steve Macklin. And they all, all three of them, they all lost. And they're the this only is, ones that had any momentum. This is, why it, this is why the LOL TNA meme exists. 
because of shit yeah. like this. Well, and they're doing it in favor of guys who don't really fucking don't... work here. Oh, and how's that worked out? <laughs> okay, yeah. well, when you do that, what are you telling the people who work there? You don't matter as much. Oh, okay, then I'll go somewhere else. Why yeah. stick around? Well, and why that's why, around? and that's I think that's why we're in the situation that we're in, which we're about to talk about right now on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation there. Go ahead, JD. Did you hate the show? Because, I mean, like, I really shot no. it, but, I mean, like, the stuff I didn't like, I really didn't like. But there was some really good stuff on the show, too. Like, I thought the wrestling the, was particularly good this week. The only thing I didn't like was how long the opening segment was. And I thought overall the segment, because of that, was a bad segment. And I don't like the angle that were, that where they're going with Frankie Kazarian, the option C. But I... It didn't ruin the show for me. I actually thought the show was pretty damn good. I thought the matches, all the matches, except for I, I didn't really care for the Roju and uh, Cardona match. I just thought it was completely unimportant and I wasn't really paying attention to it. But other than that, I thought it was you know pretty solid show. Like so a good like, B minus. Here's the thing: is people spend all their time bitching about mid cards and who's doing what in the mid card and is this person this and is this person that in the mid card and we obsess over the mid card. The only thing that matters is the main event. Right. Yeah. So we have a, we have a bad taste in our mouth from the show because the main event angle is bad. Right. Yeah. That's the truth yeah. of pro wrestling. If you're main that actually that's the story of the attitude era. If the mm-hmm. main event is good, everything else on the show is forgivable. If the main well, event is bad, it leaves it ruins your it ruins things. Well, and if your top stars are over, Rock, Austin, that everybody else on that show gets over too. It trickles down to where guys like Billy Gunn are over now. Right. And guys from the Attitude Era are over there. Like Al Snow could probably still get bookings and actually get pops because Mm -hmm. of how over he was, because the people that he was on the show with were really, really fucking over, drawing big crowds. And everybody that was on the show were seen as big stars because of how over Steve Austin and The Rock were. Absolutely. That's like the the indie scene in the early to mid 90s worked because guys worked with Hulk Hogan. Right. Same in the 80s. Same concept. Like, there's like if you get elevated here's this crazy idea if you work with stars you can be elevated by them if you beat stars you yourself can be a star like (coughs) it's not that hard yet here we are not that hard all right everybody head over to patreon and patreon folks stick around bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.